It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. But I had to give it up because I realized it was too full of sugar and junk. I really shouldn't eat that stuff. Go to magicspoon.com slash TMS. And grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code TMS at checkout and save $5 off your order. Coming up on TMS, I could impeach for hours. What's the drag on a Canadian penny? Extracurricular man seed. I like ketchup, umami. Stick your meat in a Dr. Pep. Do you pee on it? <laughs> Tuesday, the 12th. My wife can do four different hand styles. Sperm donors making money hand over fist. Corona 5 Erect a giant naked lady. Focused on half a shuttlecock. The <laughs> secret ingredient is flies. Falling down with fat Russell Crowe. Oakland Hotel reviews with jury and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. I think women are becoming a little more frightening to men these days. Maybe because we're freer to do much more. But some men aren't intimidated at all. They enjoy our freedom. Those are the men I like. And you know, those are the men who wear English leather cologne. I will have a grande iced mocha frappuccino with uh, extra whipped cream. The Morning Stream. Ah, ah, ah. You didn't say the magic word. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to TMS. It is the Morning Stream for Tuesday, January 12th, 2021. 12th. 12th. That's a hard. It's a that's a hard one to say. If you think about it. Yeah, there's all those consonants all jammed together like you, like they were just trying to see how many they could fit in the box. Yeah, I don't know why it never hit 12th. me before. Twelfth. It's hard to say. You either have to go yeah. way on the periphery and say twelfth. I remember when Shakespeare had a problem with that, saying, "Well, I'm going to write. I'm going to write a play, and I'm going to call it the Twelfth Night." <laughs> like fifth is cool. Fifth, fourth. Yeah. Those are fine. Those yeah. are good THs. But nobody says, yeah. remember, remember the 12th of November. <laughs> right? It's nobody. True. It's true. Uh, welcome back to the show. I'm Scott. He's Brian. And we got a show to do. We got, uh, we got uh, guests. We got uh, content. And we do a morning show here. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but that's what this is. So sit back, relax. Oh, I was I wasn't reminded. sure. I had in my notes uh, yeah. to do list. Yeah. Do morning show. Oh, and good. I didn't put any further information. Sometimes it's in all my you need. To do list than that. So sometimes it's all you need, dude. Just a, a slight yeah. reminder that something is Bye. happening this morning. 
Uh, my, speaking uh, of which, my, uh, gushy notepad right here. Oh yeah, looking at that thing. Is that the erasable uh, deal? It uh, is. It is. This is the one, the orbit that they kickstarted, the rocket book orbit. Yeah. So like, I can if I can use water and go and take stuff off. But here's what's really cool. This is like a little magnetized deal, yeah. and they have little different, uh, all sorts of different um, packs oh, yeah, you can put that. on here. Yeah. And then these flip around, and so you've got other, you know, pages and stuff like that. Everybody just saw my to-do list, so oh yeah, um, it wasn't. It was very low resolution, so someone's gonna have to do some CSI work to. Uh, Plus, my handwriting is nowhere near the quality of Cameron Crowe's, so oh. uh, so we're we're good. We're Wait, good was down. that his handwriting every time? That was his handwriting in the at the beginning of Almost Famous. Yeah. He has very nice penmanship. Very nice penmanship. Like yeah. I'd say, it, it's it goes in this order. Uh, Kim Johnson, Cameron Crowe, <laughs> and then way, way down me. Yeah, the K's, then the C's. Eventually get to the dental, or the uh, Ibbets down there at the bottom. Right, that's right, exactly. <laughs> my handwriting is atrocious, so yeah, uh, don't come near anything I write with my hand, but my wife can do four different hand styles. They all are beautiful, and she can mm. do calligraphy without even thinking four about diff- it. My wife can do four different hand styles. Four different hand styles, baby. Ooh, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I was reminded, yeah. by the way, about morning shows because I was in the car a little bit this morning and oh, uh, okay. just had uh-huh. to run a quick errand. And um, we heard a local uh, morning show, mm-hmm. which is a thing I haven't heard in a long time, like a terrestrial in-between commercials sort of talky, yappy morning show. And uh, it was a nice reminder of why I do this because they're so bad now. They're so yeah. bad. Like it, it, they were bad before, but now they're owned by mega corporations that all own like... 50 million stations each. Yeah, they're like very few independent radio, you know, radio markets now and major markets anyway, right. where you're not going to hear the same. All right. Well, we're going to put our heavy rotation playlist on. You're going to hear four songs by Ariana Grande this hour. <laughs> Tune in. Right. And they, and so as a result, that stuff just sounded freaking ugh. It was so homogenous yeah. and so like manufactured and, and it was a great, it was a nice, I like these occasional reminders that TMS was a good idea because you know what we're doing. We're creeping up on our 10 year anniversary. We are. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's true. It's Actually, just around the corner. What is the date? I should look. The 21st. Is that right? Oh, gosh, dude, Somebody we're not ready that. for I know, that. Uh, I know TMS mashups Jamie knows because he has been like pacing around waiting for us to hit that uh, that mark because he's got some, something special for us. Yeah, he's into it. Here it is, January twenty fourth, twenty eleven. Wow, was our very first episode. So we oh, are. Oh no, it's a sad, it's a Sunday this year. So I guess we're not. Uh, no, I guess yeah, we won't celebrate it. What are you gonna I do? I guess not. Oh well, we'll have to wait until twenty years if that day falls on a. Yeah, why not? On a weekday. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Can you imagine? I guess I can't imagine. Uh, actually, yeah, who I does? Can imagine it. It'll be fine. Um. Anyway, so that's the thing. Radio sucks. It's just really bad right now. So. Sometimes you need your own little, uh, you know, we're we're in a, we're in a weird position because we do this every day and we think we're having a good time, but we don't really know, <laughs> do we? Do we really know? Because it's hard. We're not the eyes. We're not the ears listening to it. We're the ones making it. So we hear. Well, I each know other. we're having a good time. The, the, the question isn't do we think we're having a good time, but uh, we're we're pretty sure that we are having a good time. We ourselves are having a good time, yeah. and uh, you know, it's... pretty sure people are, but we, you know. Until you yeah. get some kind of feedback, you never really know. But then sometimes you go listen to what the rest of the world listens to, like people who still listen to things in their car, and you go, "Oh yeah, that's really bad. That's bad." So we're so we're doing our duty here on the show. 
<laughs> uh, welcome to the Blade Runner episode. It's uh, episode twenty forty nine. Yeah, so uh, let's go to irradiated Vegas and find Harrison Ford. Uh, okay, and drink out of a weird shaped uh, Johnny Walker bottle. Yeah, there'll be uh, mm-hmm. big naked lady statues all over the strip and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Vegas. Actually, twenty forty nine Vegas. Which casino do you think will be the first to <laughs> erect a giant naked lady statue? Oh man, hold on. I mean, the Hooters Casino Hotel is gone, so we can't use that one. That seemed like the obvious one. It feels like a... Actually, I take that back. What am I thinking? They've already put one between uh, uh, Park MGM and New York, New York. There's a giant naked lady statue. Is it big? It's not as big as the ones in 2049, and it's a a hollow statue filled with lights. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I bet I can find a photo of it. But um, I'm finding some 2049 imagery here as well. Oh man, look at that thing! Because there's okay, so there's a hint in there that the uh, that the uh, um, not the Bellagio, the uh, the pyramid, the the Luxor. Jeez, I couldn't think of it. Uh, has been remade. I don't know if you noticed this. Oh it yes, to, it yeah. appears to have been rebuilt yeah. in this movie. And uh, here, Chad, I'll put it up in the thing and also send it to Brian. But uh, if you look at this thing, there it is. You can see this kind of remade pyramid-looking unit. Uh, I don't know if that's really what that's supposed to be, but Future Vegas has a lot of these these statue ladies all sticking around, and and the whole place has been. We don't know what the exact event was, but you know, pretty much nuked out of out of living. You can't live there unless you're a freaking replicant. And uh, I like that. That's my maybe my favorite motif in the movie is this just like abandoned future Vegas in the middle of this like horrible orange cloud of nastiness. I think that would be. Uh, oh. I think that'd be. I'd be you know, I'd be into that as well. I'm wondering, yeah. you know, what what kinds of things are still working there? Is the yeah? Are any of the the, the fountains still going? Hmm. The I don't Bellagio think so. Fountains? Probably not. I don't think so. I think the um, the only thing they got going for them that, that, that's working is the actual buildings seem pretty untouched inside. Like when Harrison Ford, where he was at, that didn't look like it was a, a non-functional casino. Like it looked like mm-hmm. it was clean, mm-hmm. you know, had a decent uh, array of amenities. All that stuff belongs in a museum. Yeah, all that stuff belongs in a museum, dude. Uh, this image. So did you see the link I put in our uh, Discord chat? I also put in the chat room, but it's the. Oh, let me see. It is the current naked lady statue that's between. Um, I'm New like, York, New York, and... Uh, I'm an idiot. I put these in freaking the film set group. Park MGM. Oh. <laughs> I'm over here telling you about how... Oh, yeah, that's look at great. that uh, Look at that Luxor rebuild, and you're, I'm putting the right thing. Oh, yeah, look at that. See, that's a, that's a step in that direction, dude. It is. It really is. It's close, yeah. Oh, why am I getting so excited about such a dumb thing? Because <laughs> it's... Ha- help, it's happening. Yeah, it's happening. Now, that's only 40 feet tall. It's nowhere near the size of the ones that... Uh, Gosling is walking around in and yeah, in that's true. But still, man, I love that. I love that look. Gotta walk, so, gotta walk before you can run. That's right. You can't get there. You go zero to sixty. Come on. That's right. Gotta, baby steps. <laughs> anyway, welcome booby, to the Blade Runner steps. episode. Just gotta take booby steps. That's booby right. Steps. Uh, this our episode begins with us trying to track down uh, Dave Batista, who will beat the shit out of us, uh, <laughs> and we will not be able to take him alive. All right. Uh, moving on. If you've never seen that movie, by the way, you're crazy and go see it. Why aren't uh, you helping the turtle? Why aren't you flipping it over? Like, actually, movie. I should say this. Had it not been for Mad Max Fury Road in 2015, 2049 would be the movie I wouldn't shut up about. That mm. would be my... That would be the one I would glom onto and never stop talking. Mm. So 
I don't know if that's good or bad. I'm just saying, people, be glad I picked one and, and, and that I stay there mostly, you know, because I would talk incessantly about 2049 if I had if I had uh, the gumption be, to do it. Right. It'd be BR49 would be the the, the the hashtag we'd frequently see in the show. Oh, yeah. BR49. BR49. Yeah, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. Better than BM49, if you know what I mean. Better than WWA4. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong there either. Okay, uh, we got an email from up north, Jeff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jeff <laughs> writes in. Jeff Sire writes in all the time. He's from Grafton, Ontario, Canada, and uh, he likes to correct us on some things and you know pipe in with some stuff. We know uh, we know Jeff, uh, nicknamed Bronco, known him forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he had this to say as a follow up to our discussion about dropping a penny from a building and whether that penny would go through your head and kill you or not. Right. We talked about how the Mythbusters busted that myth and all that other stuff. Anyway, it says, just a note on last week's discussion on the dropping penny uh, and whether or not it would penetrate your skull. Here is the applicable equation. It says he cut and pasted this uh, because he doesn't know how to do scientific notation on his keyboard. <laughs> it's K dot E equals one slash, or I guess uh, half one M. Half. So one yeah. ha- or not one half, but half. Well, I guess it is one half. Uh, yeah. One half M V two. And it's really it should be v squared. You just couldn't get the uh, oh the, the, the script didn't on work. the two. Yeah. So it's right. ke equals one half m v squared. Yeah. So yeah, even if you cut and pasted it, it came out wrong in our in our mm-hmm. our thing. Yeah. The formatting. You should have should have put it, pasted a photo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Should have given us a photo reference. Anyway, it says uh, ke stands for of course kinetic energy. M is mass for the mass of the object. In this case, the penny and v is velocity or how fast the object is moving because it is one half. Uh, M and V squared, the main factor that will affect how much damage that penny will do is how fast that it's falling, which we talked about at terminal velocity and all that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, now, Brian said that the penny would fall edge first, and this is incorrect. Uh, how right. things move through the air is greatly affected by drag. An arrow will travel, or sorry, uh, an arrow will travel point first and not tumble end over end because of its uh, feathers being at the back and having the most drag. The way I guess that's how like um, what, what, like a missile, shuttle. It's like a uh, shuttlecock. Shuttlecock is a great example. Yeah, all the drag is is on one side of it, so that will be a parachute. Yeah, right. Yeah. It, it works for exactly that principle. The most drag is caused by the open. Right. So next time you see a shuttlecock, remember. <laughs> I just love saying shuttlecock. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, goes on to say, let's keep zero pointing first. Okay, a penny or any other round and flat object will have the biggest source of drag on the flat side rather than the edge. This is why when you drop a sheet of paper or an aluminum pie plate, it quickly flips to go horizontal and then flutters to the ground. This makes good sense, right? Like if you do. Yep. But sometimes things at scale don't always work that way. But I guess a penny does. Anyway. Yeah. So this is what happened to a penny. Uh, which will keep it from gaining too much speed. There's a lot of other factors to consider, like air currents, how smooth the penny surface is, etc. Uh, but these are the fr- primary forces that will prevent the penny from going straight through your skull into the ground. Jeff Sire. There we go. Well, we really inspired some some uh, scientific thinking on, in Jeff's brain. Yeah, no, I like that. And uh, I always love hearing stuff from Jeff because... My first and foremost thought, when you bring up Jeff Sire, when you bring up Bronco, I think, oh, motorcycle guy comes down, rides his motorcycle from Canada all the way down to Nerdtacular, down yep. To, yep. to Snowbird. But um, we always forget about his his great science background and his job and stuff like that. So Yeah, he's keeping, you guys don't know it, but 
if he threw a penny into the stuff he oversees, he could send Canada into the dark ages. So be safe. <laughs> well, out there. Canadian pennies have holes in them, so they travel <laughs> at a different speed. Oh yeah, what's then... the drag on a Canadian penny? <laughs> <laughs> or a Canadian hole with a hole, uh, money with a hole in let's it. Say, uh, how fast would a Timbit fall from uh, <laughs> the CN Tower if we were to drop it? Let's not find out. Anyway, thanks, hey. Jeff. We always like hearing from him. And well, you're right. Hit the brass rail, eh? Hey. Oh, didn't go through your head, though, eh? We've disproved something with physics, eh? Let's get a beer. <laughs> uh, Jeff, uh, you're right about Jeff and in his, his his image. Like last time I saw him physically, he was riding a BMW branded big old travel motorcycle beast. Yeah. And he's a big, wide dude that looks like he could he tight end your freaking football team. Just he's the, he's the guy I'd want to have with me in a fight in a dark alley. Oh, 100%. Leather jacket wearing and then he could then he could blind my opponents with science him and francois up there those two guys that yeah. travel around yeah. together i would happily walk into any situation with one on one side and one on the other no problem in fact that's an intimidating bunch anyway with me or you because you and i are both tall mm-hmm. those guys yeah. are massive we could run the world <laughs> we could yes what are we even doing uh, we're doing the wrong thing we're in the wrong business what yep. are we doing if you guys have uh, questions or thoughts or feelings about anything we talk about on the show, be like Jeff. Send us emails. The morning stream at Gmail. Chat room seems com. to be more focused on the word shuttlecock. Actually, focused on half of the word shuttlecock. Yeah. Why? Why are they? Uh, what's their deal? How come they're? Uh, <laughs> it's almost as if they're um, that we cater to a somewhat immature, you know, kind of. Um, well, they're a lot like us, is what I'm saying. They're like us. Yes. They're like us. Yeah. Yes. They laugh. Thirteen-year-olds deep at heart. Shuttlecock. They may be three, 39 and a half years old, but they're 13 deep down inside. That's right. We should all honestly stay as young as you as you, as you want to. Old people, <laughs> old people stress me out, so don't be old. Be young. It's all good. That's all right. right. We are going to uh, do a little bit of public service here and do the news. So check this out. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. In the news this morning, good morning. It's time for the news, and it's brought to you by... The Boop Show. Indie games coverage done right with Scott Johnson and Brian Dunaway. Tonight at 3.30 p.m. Mountain Time at frogpants.tv or later via podcast. That's right. Uh, Go get it. We're going to talk about cool stuff today. Um, I'm talking about a game called Crying Sons. S-U-N-S. Crying Sons. Yes. Like the sun, like soul, like the sun. Right, right. It's a science fiction tale. That Does is it also cry, uh, hot fire down on everybody. Tears of flame. No, not really. I know all there is to know about the crying sons. <laughs> I'll say I really like it, and it's also free right now on the Epic Store, so people should go get it. Yeah, it's normally a thirty dollars game. Okay, moving on. Uh, let's get to this first story. There is a uh, bit of a pandemic that isn't related to COVID right now. It is a pandemic shortage of sperm. Oh no! Yeah, from your, uh, from your, from the, from the man wiener is where this, this is the ones we're talking about here. Um, sperm king mega donors <laughs> are in high donor demand with a D. Yeah, okay, donor. They are in high demand right now. So Brian, check your emails. You might be. Uh, trying to track you down they've been trying to get you yeah. a couple of days now not gonna track me down i'm uh, decaffeinated oh well there you have it uh it says here 
The, these may not seem like Don't ideal. Look to me to repopulate the earth after <laughs> the Blade Runner virus uh, kills everybody. Right. You'll be in Vegas then when it happens. I'll be in Vegas. I'll be uh, drinking uh, out for, of a weird Johnny Walker bottle with Harrison Ford. Yep. Why not? Yeah. Call back. That is what that was. It's like a weird mm-hmm. future bottle. Yeah, I've Johnny got one. Walker. Oh, that's right. You have one. I do, courtesy of um, uh, Scarborough, John Scarborough. That's pretty awesome. Sent me a bottle of that stuff. It's great, and it is still great. I, I bring it out for special occasions. Have a sip. Well, more than a sip. I pour some into a glass and and uh, mm. enjoy it. Yeah. Swish it around. Did you? Uh, 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 what was I going to say? I forgot. I I say, I, it was a drinking question. It was a it was a, it was a fine whiskey question. Uh huh. I'm a bad person to ask about fine whiskey. Oh, would you call it smooth? Because everyone talks about smooth whiskey. It's smooth and convincing, like Johnny Walker Black. All right, fantastic. (laughs) Just what I wanted to hear. Well, uh, these may not seem like ideal times to uh, bring new life into the world, but apparently not everyone sees it that way. In fact, despite all the well-documented difficulty of parenting during, during a pandemic, it would seem that many aspiring parents have decided to move forward with their reproductive plans anyway, and in some cases... Sperm banks can't keep up. Now, this is for mm. people who, you know, need extracurricular uh, man seed because <laughs> they can't do it, right? They can't, uh, the, the, yeah. the the guys shooting blanks right. or the ladies. Well, or it could, well, yeah, I guess it would be, yeah, that would be, the if it's a sperm bank, then the infertility has to be on his side, yes. <laughs> Won't do much good if, if uh, she's not able to have kids. Oh, good point, because then the sperm, well, I guess they still could do... Uh, I don't know. Insemination. Yeah, or, uh, my so my, I have a sister in law who life. could never have kids, and and it was a combination of her and him, and so they adopted three kids. But my memory is at the time that they were seeking other stuff, and one of them was you could have a surrogate mother mm-hmm. and surrogate sperm donor. Never the twain shall meet, and you'd still get the kid out of that deal. You know, right? Anyway, nobody had to do it though. There was no deal. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I know, right, right. The way that works, you don't, you don't do it anyway. According to uh, a New York Times uh, story here, uh, sperm banks have had a record-breaking increase in demand over the past several months. Um, it says here, "Enter the sperm kings." Ooh, um, they were my With favorite that Netflix documentary. <laughs> <laughs> they were my favorite theme ba- uh, gang in. Uh, the uh, in, uh, what was it called? Warriors, Warriors, yeah. yeah, they were great. Come out and play, Warriors. Yeah, uh, so, uh, Hold on, we'll be done in a second. <laughs> give me, give me another minute and a half. Come out and play in about five minutes. <laughs> hey, keep it refrigerated. All right. Uh, the times. <laughs> This is uh, the Times, uh, the, the artist or the article writer, uh, Nellie Bowles, has dubbed them the Sperm Kings. Anyway, these are men uh, who, by donating their spream, uh, their spream, their sperm, <laughs> their spream, uh, largely, awesome <laughs> uh, says they do it largely free of charge through online networks. You can find them in massive fa- Facebook groups like Sperm Donation USA, which boasts around 11,000 members and counting. Uh, these groups have seen a large and recent surge in new members seeking sperm from these off-brand mega donors. Mm. Why is that name mega donors? Mega, mega yeah, donor. Like it sounds like a something we've said recently. Something about mega donor. 
Mega. Uh, mega donor. Mega somebody donor. was like a fake name we made it for somebody. Something, something, mega something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Something, yeah. I can't think of anything today. Shoot. No. My memory is never. That's never going to come back to my head. Yep. Can't remember what it is. Anyway, it's easy to understand why these online communities draw such big uh, groups of parents. They want sperm, and sperm banks don't have enough. Uh, so these unregulated online alternatives offer less expensive options with fewer hoops to jump through. But what's in it for the sperm kings? <laughs> <laughs> Many who see who get very little for what they've done. Oh, I missed that. Would someone consider the sperm kings? <laughs> now I need to know what what they would. What is in it for them? Uh, oh, what what they get? Yeah, what is it? See, okay, I'm looking the here. satisfaction of a job well done. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. For some, it might be a sex thing. While most donors reportedly specify they uh, will donate through artificial insemination only, only uh, others offer donations via natural insemination. Uh, yeah, exactly. Also sure. known as an act of sexual intercourse. <laughs> exactly. Yep, I'm a sperm donor, but I, I won't masturbate. Yeah. It's only uh, I won't do natural it. delivery. It's, uh, against my religion. So I'm guessing a lot of these, these unregulated uh, options don't have any vetting. Oh, <laughs> There's no. like zero. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually kind of concerned about it. I mean, I'm not, I don't know what you need to do if anything needs to be done. If you're, I think if you're, if you're desperate enough to go to a online, like a Facebook group that offers like sperm donation services, like you're already, you're already dancing with the devil in the pale moonlight. Like, what are you even doing? Right. Oh my God, Claire, Claire Gack figured it out. Wolfhard Meganorman. That was it. Wolfhard Meganorman. Wolfhard Meganorman. And it was you who said it. It was Brian. <laughs> Yes. Uh, it's one of my I was trying to things. remember the kid from Stranger Things, wasn't I? Like uh, yes. Wolfhard uh, Megan Norman. That's one of my favorite fake names ever on the show. <laughs> Wolfhard you know, Megan. If Norman. you ever go to Vegas and you're looking for me and I'm under an assumed name, <laughs> just call every hotel and ask for Wolfhard Megan Norman. <laughs> Mr. Megan Norman, your table is ready. Mr. Megan Norman. Paging Mr. Megan Norman. <laughs> Mr. Megan Norman. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. I love it though. Anyway, if you are uh, if you're anxious to get your sperm out there in the market, apparently it's easier than we thought. So go do that. Uh, here's a Turkish. Wait, your background is not Turkish. It's uh, not at all. It's Hungarian. Hungarian. All right, I always forget. Yep. Well, good. This one. Only you at I all. only get turkey in me once a year. Uh, well, <laughs> you will not be offended at all by this story. Then uh, a I'm Turkish sure. TV preacher was jailed for a thousand years for sex crimes. Oh, uh, someone doth protest too much once he's again. He's just trying to be a mega donor. Yeah, he's a mega Norman donor. Uh, Turkish Muslim televangelist who surrounded himself with scantily clad women on TV was jailed for more than 1,000 years on Monday for sex crimes, wow. according to local media. have seen that one coming. Yeah, feels like, uh, I don't know. Well, we'll see if we think it's too harsh or not. Uh, Adnan, Adnan Oktar. Uh, preached conservative views while women he called his kittens, many of whom appeared to have plastic surgery, danced around him in the TV studio. What does the plastic surgery have to do with any of this? That's weird. <laughs> many know. of whom appeared to have plastic surgery done. Ooh, scandal. But he looks like, uh, looking at the photo right now, and he kind of looks a little bit like uh, Jeremy the Mandarin from, uh, from oh, Iron Man. He does, dude. And uh, the guy behind him with the microphone looks like he's holding Parappa the Rapper. He does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
punch, kick. It's all in the mind. It's all in the mind. I like to think that's what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, he does look like you'll never see me coming. <laughs> that's the problem. Uh, you'll never see me coming. Yeah, I'm a mega donor. I'm a mega donor. <laughs> Uh, he says, let's see, uh, 64-year-old detained. Oh, he colors his hair for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, detained in June 2018 was part of a crackdown on his group of by or see, by the Financial Crimes Unit of the Istanbul Police. It used to be Constantinople, by the way. <laughs> That's right. He was sentenced to 1,075 years for crimes including, you know what? The, the headline just saying 1,000 and then this saying specifically 1,075. Mm-hmm. I understand if you say eight and then you say 10 but 75 years is an entire lifetime of somebody who lives to be 70 that's a, number, it's a huge chunk to add on I to mean, that is, it, once you get over a certain amount though whether it's a thousand a thousand a thousand seventy five or twenty thousand it really doesn't matter i but, guess so you're right but it's like but, when people uh, say but it's, it's not some, like yeah go ahead. it's not like they you know it's not like they were trying to save space in the headline Preacher jailed 1,075 years for sex crimes would have worked just as well as 1,000 years for sex crimes. There you go. Or over 1,000 years for sex crimes. I mean, yeah. It doesn't seem... Yeah. And it's not lost on me, and I'd like to point this out, uh, that this happens a lot here, like a like a mega church or, a, or like a, a televangelist will fall off the wagon and, you know, find out about some horrible controversy. You know, they've been up screaming at gays and whatever, and then they're yeah. caught in in a hotel room with a gay prostitute or whatever, that sort of stuff happens all the time. And, yeah. uh, it's nice the to see. He surrounded himself with scantily clad women on TV. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't a, uh, it was, it was less of a doth protest too much and more of a, well, I mean, yeah. What'd you expect? We, yeah. Is there, is there a surprise here? Uh, but it's nice. You can, now you can say, you know, maybe, maybe Muslims and Christians can get along after all, because this guy, right. this guy because screwed up equally, in the, yeah, they're just—they both did a terrible they can, thing. They can be equally hypocritical. Yeah, the future's bright for these two mega religions, mega donors. Um, anyway, let's see here. Uh, here's what he was in, uh, included in his thing: sexual assault, sexual abuse of minors, fraud, and attempted political and military espionage. Jeez, wow. what does that even mean? Um, some 236 suspects have been on trial in the case, 78 of whom have been under arrest, according to the official. Anadalu news agency. The hearings have been, uh, uh, or sorry, have featured lurid details and harrowing sex crime allegations. Mm. Uh, in December, he told a judge that he had close to a thousand girlfriends. He just needs seventy-five more to make it. <laughs> exactly. Is it a thousand girlfriends or is it a thousand seventy-five girlfriends? Yeah. Uh, he says there is an overwhelming, or so there is an overflowing of love in my heart for women. Love is a human quality. It is a quality of a Muslim, he said in another hearing in October. Yeah, he sounds like a bit of a wackadoo. Now, whether or not, I don't know the exact crimes or how they do stuff over there, but it feels like 1,075 might be just a little overkill. Maybe you could have said 100, you know. It's not going to matter. He's 65. He's going to die in jail. Right. Right. So what's the point? I don't know. I don't get that. Whatever. It's just fun to be able to say, and we're going to stack some more years. Like, it's... it's, uh, it's the principal, or the not the principal, but uh, Dick Vernon uh, stacking detention after detention after detention on John Bender. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good comparison. That's, you just bought yourself another Saturday. Yeah. And another. And another. You want more? <laughs> Here come the FBI guys. not going to do any of them. <laughs> that guy did. He's great. Yeah. He shouldn't have died either. Yeah. Um, show Dick some respect. Yeah, show him some damn respect. 
Do we ever get like a proper uh, reunion of that cast or anything? I'm sure that's happened, right? Like the um, the, the, the uh, Breakfast Club people all get together. There was a thing. There was like a um, when John Hughes was still alive. There was a some awards show brought as many of the Brat Packers together on stage all at once. But oh. this seems like this would have been the year that we, because this was the year of like, well, we can't all get together in a studio. I know we'll have Josh Gad get everybody together from certain movies and have them talk about their movie experience. Yeah. And um, uh, they absolutely should have done that this year and had, you know, Ali Sheedy and Molly Ringwald and Judd Nelson. and Because it does look like they did a 25 year one and it says they reunited and remembered John Hughes. But what was this? I think oh, it's what so you're talking about. That was after that was after Johnny was passed. Yeah, away. and I think it may have been what you're talking about, like that event. Okay, so it was like a because because John Hughes wasn't there, and I thought Molly Ringwald said, "Yeah, he couldn't uh, he couldn't join us," as opposed to, "Well, we're really sad that John couldn't be with us for this." Uh, Ali Sheedy says, "Now I'm seeing this with my daughter, who's here. She is 16, and I'm going to watch it with her. It's very cool." Oh, yeah, but now you got to ask her questions. Like, was that your real dandruff mom? That's Things right. Like that. Exactly. Did you really? Ugh, did, did you really? Uh, did you really put potato chips in your, your, <laughs> your excellent line drawing? Yeah, your excellent line drawing. <laughs> it was a great line drawing. It was a great. Uh, it was pastoral scene. No, it was. I just like how you. I like the credit you gave it. <laughs> that you. excellent line drawing that excellent you did, Mom. Line drawing. It was not a watercolor. It was not a, a pastel. It was a line drawing. Oh, it is so weird to see these guys. Yeah. Get them all hanging out. It is. It is. <laughs> Judd, yeah. what's his name? Not Judd Nelson. Judd Nelson. Nelson. He he's um, he wears little little uh, professor readers, little glasses he does. down on his yeah, nose. little glasses. Yeah, that's a fine look. He's not as rebellious looking as he used to be. No, I I bought a um, a John Hughes documentary uh, a couple weeks ago. It was like a, it was made for YouTube. Basically, it was a bunch of um film students. Yeah. It's called Don't You Forget About Me. And it was when John Hughes was still alive. And they are film students that just love his work and wanted to travel across country to his town, his hometown in Illinois where he lives and find him. And they they like used every method they could to figure out where he lived. They finally got to the pizza place mm-hmm. that he frequently orders from. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, here's what he always orders. And, da, 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 da. and somehow they got his address, maybe through that and a combination of Google or whatever. Mm. And so they tried to bring him a pizza and say, can we can we do an interview? Here's like the first part. They, they gave him the first part of the documentary that they had shot. Yeah. They, were the, they were in the process of shooting and said, we'd really love to do an interview. And um, about two weeks later, they get a FedEx in the mail. After they've gone back home with no interview, they get a FedEx in the mail, and it's their letter and uh, the DVD that they gave him with no response or anything. Oh, my gosh. That's it's just like, oh, Too bad. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of a bummer. I mean, it, it was, cannot uh, be it overstated. It's a really sweet documentary, and they interviewed everybody. All like the, the janitor everybody. from The Breakfast Club, that dude, and uh, yeah. Judd Nelson, and um, um, Macaulay Culkin, and yeah, it was, it was, really, it was a really, really good documentary there was just no payoff at the end wait macaulay culkin was in oh just as a john hughes as, reference yeah, or was just he... as a john hughes oh, okay. connection yeah because it wasn't just about the breakfast club it was about gotcha. all the 
John Hughes movies. Cannot be overstated just how influential he was as a filmmaker for my, for our generation. Just uh, it was mm-hmm. enormous. Like I uh, when I saw that movie when I was fifteen, it was it was the. I, I'm trying to give an example of a, like a different generation's version of this. Because yeah. since then, it's been like a, almost every generation feels the same way about Breakfast Club when they watch it. At least my kids mm-hmm. did. But yeah, but like I can't think of anything else. I'm sure there's something else for like people in the 50s or 60s or or 70s, and they saw a thing and just went, "This is the defining. This is my generation or something." Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it has there been has there been something like that for the current generation? Like, I don't think I don't so. Know. Mm-hmm. Not that I know of. I mean, there's, was there's clueless. Was clueless for that for some people? Oh, I don't know. Is it? That'll make me sad like, if it is. I don't know. I mean, that's just a decade later than than Breakfast Club. It might have been, but it's kind of bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's kind of bad. It's not it's bad. A, bad. It's just sort of bad. It's a retelling of uh, Emma from uh, Jane Austen. And specifically, what I'm looking for is. And <laughs> say I was mad at me about this. What I'm looking for here is like a, a film of a generation that is about you and your formative years, and and mm-hmm. that. So was Rebel Without a Cause that for our parents? I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Was it uh, Blackboard Jungle or um, yeah? Like what was it for yeah. you guys? American mm-hmm. Pie? Oh man. <laughs> yeah. See now that's. I mean, maybe, maybe it is. I, I would argue I that Clueless is a better movie than American Pie. <laughs> yeah, I'll. You know what? I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, Fer- but see, Ferris Bueller again. I, maybe I'm counting everything John Hughes did when he did it. When I was a teenager, they all felt that way to me. They felt like anthems to my generation. Yeah, some kind of wonderful sixteen candles, all that uh, stuff. Yeah. Um, and in Ferris Bueller's case, that was just a power fantasy for us. It was like no, we we were not like Ferris, and nobody knew anyone like Ferris. But we knew a lot of people like Cameron. And we knew a yep. lot of people like the girlfriend, and we knew a lot Slum, of people like yeah. the crappy principal and all that. So yep. for us, it was like, oh man, if, if to be like Ferris Bueller would be the greatest thing. So I mean, those things are all. I just can't think of a good one for the for all the rest of you. What I'm saying is, I feel bad for everybody else. We had mm-hmm. the coolest filmmaker for our teen years, and none of the rest of you have that guy. <laughs> I'm so sorry you had. I'm so sorry you didn't have what we had. Yeah, everybody else. Sorry, everyone else. <laughs> Sorry, Empire yeah, Records about is that, a good that movie. horrible principal Jeffrey Jones. Um, I know this is a bizarre tangent, but I watched a uh, a really short documentary yesterday from Defunct Land, mm. which talks about rides at Disneyland that either were taken out or never finished or never built or whatever. Yeah. And at Disneyland, there was there was going to be a thing, and I think it lasted maybe a month, called Extraterrestrial Alien Encounter. And it's, it was in Tomorrowland. It took up the space where Mission to Mars used to be. Okay. And it was one of their typical things that's a combination of a ride and a show, except you're really just sitting in a, you're sitting in uh, rows of seats that move and rumble and stuff like that while the action happens on stage. And it was originally intended to be based on Ridley Scott's Alien. Yeah. And oh. they said, no, and George Lucas stepped in. Well, let's just make it a little bit more friendlier. I don't know. Because he was already doing Star Tours at the time. Yeah. And so they had a video <laughs> um, that, that had this like setup of the premise of Alien Invasion. And Jeffrey Jones played the head alien. Oh, no way. And um, was this pre all his uh, allegations of like child this porn was and all that? Two months. So the ride opened two months before the Jeffrey Jones 
bad stuff hit the fan. Oh, I didn't know that. And uh, <laughs> and then they said, "Yeah, we don't want this in our park. I think we're done." And, and then they turned it into a stitch ride. <laughs> well, Sharon says something about somebody died on it. A kid died on a it. A kid apparently died. Yeah, which is weird because that was like a, uh, you know, it's like a rumble rows of seats. There's not a lot of movement going on. In right. There. Yeah, I did. I didn't know that about Jeffrey Jones. Oh, that's news to me. Yeah, the extra terror, uh, the extra terrorrestrial alien encounter. Here's the other problem. A couple of people in the chat said, "Hey, what about Reality Bites or what about a Kevin Smith movie?" Mm-hmm. Here's the problem. Mm-hmm. Both those cases are movies aimed at the grunge era twenty somethings. Mm-hmm. That was us, also. Yeah, we were the twenty year olds they were talking to. <laughs> so we were just moving up the chain, and the right, chain exactly. kept moving with us. So you, it, that doesn't count. I'm talking about like junior. You're a junior in high school. What movie speaks to you like no other, specifically mm-hmm. to that experience? And I can't think of anything other than Breakfast Club. Oh wow! Can't hardly wait. In the '90s, says Mush Potatoes. The Seth Green. That's a good one. Jennifer Love Hewitt. That actually is a really good one. Yeah, Great I'll, I'll give you that. On that album. Yeah. On that. In that movie. I'll give you that. Napoleon one. Dynamite for people. Oh yeah, that's cool. I'm yeah, and I love. But who Napoleon do you connect Dynamite. with? You don't. You can't say that you connect with Napoleon or Pedro in that movie. <laughs> you got to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know who you relate yeah. to either other than if you relate to just being kind of an outcast maybe and right you just... I look with breakfast club it was like imac colors you watch that movie and say oh yeah i'm the brian in that film or i'm the i'm the claire or yeah. i'm the uh yeah I'm all, the basket all were represented at least variations of of what you might be or pieces of who you are or who you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. i'm just telling you i'm just i think it's a I also think it's a perfect movie for when it was and what it was, but yeah, it really whatever. was. Yeah, say anything was great too. And again, right in our, we were graduating. I feel like we were graduating right around the time that say anything came out. I guess a couple of years before say anything came out. Yeah, yeah. And there, and we're talking movies here. There's plenty of TV shows we could point to. Like I'd well, say, sure. my so-called life is if there aren't '90s kids mm-hmm. who don't feel really strongly about that when they were in high school in the '90s, like I'd be shocked because that thing was really imp- uh, a big deal. So if you're talking TV, that's different. But sure. just like singular hour and a half, two hour movie, just like bonk, there it is, and it sits upon a hill and shines forever. What is it? Mm-hmm. For me, it's that. Oh, gross point blank. But see, that's for me. That's for me and Brian yeah. again. Right. Again, that was their 10th, 10th uh, graduation anniversary. Or, or yeah, reunion. he graduated in 87. He was mm-hmm. in 97 going back to his 10-year anniversary or 10-year graduation uh, thing back at Gross Point. Hi. Mm-hmm. He was us again. It was us. Yeah. Yeah. It was exactly my age. <laughs> so, yeah. I just, I, I, I'm not saying we're special, Brian, but what I'm saying is. <laughs> some, but every it, movie is targeted at us. It's really That's weird. Crazy. It's really weird how that stuff followed us through. A little bit. Some of those like hallmark points in filmmaking seem to follow our age group in a way that, I don't know, it's weird. I'm sure it's, I'm biased and it doesn't matter, but uh, I'm sticking to it. All right. Yeah. Let's move on to this story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, officers arrest a man suspected of stealing Corona police uh, cruiser. Corona the area, not the beer or oh, the not virus. The beer. Is there, are, does, does <laughs> Corona beer sponsor police cruisers these yeah, days? Yeah, the, <laughs> the new Corona Prowler. Got a um, bunch of limes in the trunk. Says, uh, <laughs> uh, they. Oh, this is great because this reminds the reason I did this story is it reminds me of playing GTA 5 or something where... Mm-hmm. You get in an altercation with the cops. You wreck the car you already stole, 
and in the altercation, you run up, grab one of the cop cars, and take off in it. <laughs> That's what happened here. Right, yes. Yeah. Is that really what happened? Oh, my God. So yeah. he just... <laughs> That's basically it. Uh, it says, a man suspected of stealing an unmarked police vehicle following a crash on an island or inland Empire Freeway has been arrested after he ran into an apartment complex. So he wrecked that, too. Um, <laughs> Corona police say that after an officer pulled uh, over, the suspect ran at him with a gun. Well, that's no good. Gunfire yeah. was exchanged. I, whenever they say exchanged gunfire, it's like, it sounds too nice, you know? <laughs> yeah. Would you like a bullet? Yes, thank you. I'd like to exchange a bullet for your bullet. <laughs> uh, no injuries reported in the shootout. <clears throat> the suspect left his crumpled car. <clears throat> That's not nice. Uh, that it was involved in the earlier collision. Um, let's see. And then he took off in this car the cop had. Uh, officers later found the suspect he had not been identified in an apartment complex in the La Sierra neighborhood of Riverside and uh, it says he barricaded himself in there but eventually surrendered uh, they say the man was arrested and there are no other outstanding suspects uh, the suspect was taken into a hospital for treatment of unspecified injuries probably not shot because he has a better chance because he's a well Brian he's a white guy okay let's just say <laughs> yeah. yeah white guy's don't get shot as much. Uh, the unmarked uh, patrol car was found in a strip parking lot mall, uh, or lot rather, and a photo from the scene uh, shows an abandoned white pickup in the middle of the freeway. So that guy's done. <clears throat> put a cork, put a screw in that one. Oh, you grew, someone grew up there. Begara, you grew up in that area? Nice. Mm. How, how, uh, normally a nice, nice neighborhood. You guys, uh, you know, Fine place to live. In Riverside, Riverside Press Telegram, I think, was the newspaper. Riverside, California. Yeah. Yeah. Riverside Press Telegram. I, can't, I, had, a, I, think it, I had a friend from Riverside who was a cocaine addict from age fourteen until twenty-one. Oh wow! And then he he kicked the habit completely. Never did it again. But he would break out in these crazy rashes uh, as a result of his time with cocaine. So he would be you'd just be sitting there with him. And suddenly, his like the side of his face would turn red and puff out, mm. and it'd be like oh, one God. side, and then like his arm would do the same thing. And he just had to have like uh, Benadryl to pop with him, and it was and it would be fine. It would take a few minutes, but he would he would get rid of it. But it was all from that. It was a side effect of like those years of coke, I guess. God, yeah, it was bad. Well, press press Enterprise, not press Telegram. His name was Sui Tui Tupo. He was a Polynesian guy I knew, and he had a great really. Yeah, we oh. called him Tui. Uh huh. Is it Tui? Oh, it's been a long time. Been a long time. Actually, I saw a Kevin <laughs> Smith movie with him, so there you go. Bring it all. Wow, full, full everything circle. all comes back. Yep. All right, here's a uh, final story today. <clears throat> Excuse me. A new study has proven that tomato ketchup or ketchup is literally perfect. Now you know about my feelings about flies and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. That would be an example of imperfection, the flies. <laughs> I would I would say that, but I guess the actual formula of the stuff itself is considered perfect. Scientists have Maybe discovered that there is a, uh, something particular or, uh, yeah, particular in ketchup that keeps us coming back time and time again. As with any good food, it's all a matter of taste. Our perception of taste is made of five separate sensations. Sweet, salty, bitter, sour, and the elusive umami. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are many sauces that cater to one or many of these senses, but almost all fail to hit us with all five. It says here, remarkably, ketchup is one of the only foods on this planet that does. Hmm. I didn't wow. know that. Um, I didn't know that either. 
I do crave it if you give me like eggs. If you say, hey, Scott, we're doing scrambled eggs. Pass the ketchup. Please give me ketchup. If you say, Scott, here's French fries. I have, Mm -hmm. I need it. I need ketchup. Mm -hmm. Uh, It says, for this reason, uh, some scientists have dug ketchup the perfect food. When we taste it, our entire palate is satisfied to the extent where if the manufacturer gets it right, we don't get one particular spike of flavor, but rather an overwhelming sense of deliciousness. This is why ketchup is the ultimate accompaniment to almost any dish. But uh, though our four uh, players of sweet, salty, bitter, salt, uh, uh, bitter, and sour certainly play their part, it is the mysterious presence of umami that makes the ketchup so remarkable. That's almost impossible to articulate. It is the deep uh, savoriness that is delivered by a well-placed shave of Parmesan and the rich warmth of a bowl of broth. Mm-hmm. That's your umami. Yeah, it is. It is hard to describe umami as a flavor. Yeah, it's uh, simply means delicious in Japanese, and it's an indiscernible sensation that was uh, makes some foods irresistibly Moorish, whatever that means. Hmm. I don't get that. Meaning guess, you want more. Meaning that you want more and more. Yeah, maybe M O R E twistedfood.co.uk. That's what I'm saying. This is psycho. Yeah. Um, anyway, you don't know what to call it. You just know it's there. It's kind of like that. Who was the there's somebody on the Supreme Court years ago in the 60s or 70s or something had that famous phrase of um, they were talking about porn and what to outlaw and whatever and he said I don't know how to define porn but I know it when I see it <laughs> <laughs> something like that so that's what they're yeah. saying about ketchup or uh, umami anyway so if you didn't know any better and forget about the flies for a minute that they're you know, allowed a certain number of FDA flies. Maybe that's what causes the umami. It's you know, it's the flies. It's the uh, it's the flies. It's the flies that are that un 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 intangible, uh, unmistakable uh, flavor thing. There you go. Flavor profile. <laughs> I will say, I had some, Kim bought some sugar free uh, ketchup just to try it, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, it is really good. It's just more. It's just more um, tart, kind of tomatoey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was still fine. I'm cool. still getting most of those flavors. I'm just not getting the sweet, I guess. Nice. Yeah. Anyway. You can always put a little monk fruit sugar in there. There you go. Absolutely need it. That's right. I found a, a little sweetener packets that are half monk fruit, half stevia. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You'd probably like them, actually. Um, I probably would, yeah. I'll find out it what brand like, it is uh, and let you know. Huh. Some cheap brand we got at the uh, Sprouts or somewhere. Uh, all right, <clears throat> we're going to take a break because news is over. But that doesn't mean we're done because uh, Justin Robert Young is going to be joining us. What a week we've had since we talked to him last when he was in Georgia. And uh, he'll be back. We'll be talking to him here after the break. Before that, a song. And Brian will now tell us what it is. I will. It's uh, Gus Dapperton. Yes, Gus Dapperton. Um, he's got a brand new album. Actually, he's got an album that he put out um this year called orca and he's just released a couple new videos music videos for a couple of his songs and they're they're really cool there's something very uh glowy and warm about uh about these that kind of uh amplified the songs kind of like the umami flavor in ketchup Mm. um he's this is dream pop for sure so if you like dream pop you'll like this uh the album is called orca the brand new single that he's just released a video for is called medicine got a little bit of a maybe a red house painters uh low vibe to this Mm. anyway i totally dig it here's gus dapperton and medicine
trying to cut down on carbs and sugar and unhealthy food in general. You've heard me talk about it on the show. Basically, it feels like I can't eat anything anymore as a result. It kind of drives me crazy. And with all 
this new year business. We're all trying to eat better, right? But healthy breakfast doesn't have to be boring. Magic Spoon has the amazing flavors you love without all the bad stuff. And uh, I really like them. Zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, and only three net carbs, or excuse me, three net grams of carbs for each serving. That's very small, is the translation there. So many of you have asked, you know, how do you build your own custom variety box over there at Magic Spoon? We've been working with these guys for a while, and we have been asked that question. And uh, now you can choose the best-selling versions of the cereal. Cocoa, fruity, frosted, blueberry flavors, plus brand new flavors, including peanut butter and cinnamon. Oh, (laughs) they're talking my language. Anyway, it tastes amazing, and honestly, it's a little too good to be true, but it is. It's keto-friendly also, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Um, I think my new favorite, well, my favorite was cocoa, but I think my new favorite will probably be that peanut butter, sight unseen. I'll have to see when I get a box, but I want you guys to go to magicspoon.com slash TMS and grab a variety pack and try it today. Be sure to use this promo code TMS at checkout and save $5 on that order. They're so confident in their product, by the way. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash TMS and use the code TMS to save $5 off your order. And we thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring today's show. Hi there. My name's George. This is my first video. I like to drink. So, let's see what happens from here. Can I let the ladybugs go? The morning stream. It's totes fat. And we're back. I love this lady. Can I let the ladybugs go? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why she makes me laugh. Uh, can I let the ladybugs go? Uh, welcome back. Go. It's, uh, I don't even know the context of that. Hey, we're back, everybody. Welcome back to the show. It's uh, time to follow through on our commitment to bring Justin in. So, uh, so stand back. Uh, keep your legs and arms in at all times. It's going to get weird. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to get weird. It may not. It's going to get weird in here, people. It may not. Stand by. It might be normal as all get out. Who knows? Yeah. But I do know this. we got to play this before we can do anything else. These are their stories. Oh, what the? That was weird. Hold on. These are their stories. Oh, I'm terrible with names. I'm not. It's Justin Robert Young joining us back in uh, beautiful downtown. I don't know if he's in downtown. Uh, he's in Oakland is where he's at. <laughs> He's no longer in uh, the fine state of Georgia and uh, uh, made it home. We're glad you're home, by the way. How you feel? How you doing? Yes. Uh, I'm doing great. Yeah. I'm doing great. Uh, got back home at a quarantine yesterday. Yeah. Uh, spent six days in two different hotels and then uh, got two different tests. And now I'm back. Finally. What's with the uh, how come two hotels? Not just uh, not just the one first hotel sucked <laughs> so i left oh okay <laughs> it was just a bad it was just a a, a bit of a bad hotel it, it was it was in an area that i like and uh i think it takes advantage of the fact that it has a good location gotcha and, uh, i knew i was into something when they had a sign saying 
our HVAC is currently under repair. <laughs> uh, so there's going to be no air conditioning and no heat. And it's yeah. a little chilly down here in the Bay Area. Yeah. And so I said, is it going to be fixed while I'm here? I'm here for three days. And he's like, oh, it's just an old building. And I'm like, oh, okay. I, I'm, so I'm that's a no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so say not really an answer to your question either. Yeah. More of a. So I found out that I actually had two free nights from hotels.com. And so I used it on a better hotel across the street. Oh, well, nice. And your tests were, are these the, uh, you got to jam your nose thing tests or a different kind of tests this time? I'm curious what the tests are these days. What are we, what are we doing? Uh, for tests? So I, I actually, I, I, uh, I, I did a little calling around because when I went to Georgia, the UK has approved a test that is basically like a pregnancy test for COVID. You pee like on it? You, oh. <laughs> I don't know if you pee on it, but you do spit on it, I think. And and then a line shows up and you find out whether or not you have COVID. But it's like it's a thing that you do right there in your the privacy of your own home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I that has not been approved here, but I, I made a few calls because I was going to be in Georgia and I know some people that work in the film world there. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I mean, if anybody's going to have these tests floating around, especially because Georgia has a large uh, footprint for Pinewood Studios, which is British. And I'm like, you know, you know anybody with these uh, COVID tests? And they're like, no, but on Amazon, there's a test called the Dexterity Test, DX-terity. It's a hundred bucks. I got one of those. I used it where I would effectively have seen, uh, I would have been testable from the Trump rally. Mm-hmm. Uh and you spit in a vial, you send it off. It's overnight. I did it on Thursday. I got my results when I woke up Saturday morning. So it was a, a very fast turnaround. Interesting. Oh, yeah, here it is. Uh, authorized for asymptomatic and symptomatic testing. Uh, the saliva at home collection kit with prepaid express return label and laboratory PCR testing. 110 bucks. <clears throat> or so, uh, <clears throat> get a thousand of them for, te- for um, <clears throat> a $10 uh, per per vial discount so oh yeah so yeah if you're doing some big you know gigantic super crazy testing thing then i guess they they hook you up but yeah so i did that and then i did a uh rapid test yesterday yeah double check and that was five days after me being on the plane which to be totally honest the more i read about the plane stuff the less i worry about it I, i i think my last major exposure event was at the trump rally and even then i was double masked so yeah and it was outside yeah and it was cold and those masks are actually kind of cool when it's cold they actually help i've i found oh my god yeah yeah no that's i I, i'm a fan so while (laughs) you uh when you left that keep my little face you you left that event got in a plane and while in the plane with about an hour to spare before you landed in sfo i i believe um did you know what was happening at the Capitol then? Did you had you heard, or was there a way for you to find out? Did here's, you get internet on that flight? Here's what I knew. Here's right. what I knew. I knew that there was a skirmish outside the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Then we took off. Mm-hmm. I'm getting no text messages, but I am getting DMs, uh, and I'm seeing Twitter, and that's when I saw all the actual riot and and carnage and looting and and, and everything take place. Okay, so you were wow. you were in air when that was but going you down. Paid for the Wi-Fi. Were, were there uh, 
Did you have a TV in the seat in front of you you could watch the news on or anything? Or uh... No, it was one of those where we did not have a, a TV. In fact, the only thing that I had was a lady sitting next to me who was watching the movie Unhinged and was <laughs> freaking out about it. Like she was <laughs> like, I've never heard somebody yell as loud as she did on that plane about the movie Unhinged. She was just... Uh, 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 just every moment that something happened. Oh, that's oh, the Russell Crowe oh, road rage. That <laughs> Russell Crowe is killing people like a mother, <laughs> and he is running people over, and he is shooting people. Yeah, uh, yeah. How is that? I mean, did you see enough of it to say whether that was any good? <laughs> like, is, do I want to see mean, that? It certainly, was, I give it, it certainly, two screaming ladies. Am I, am I? Am I? Am I too low? You're a little. You're a little on the quiet side. I have. I have you can, set up can, so can, later can, in post. I can pump you up. So I didn't want to. I can turn them. it up here now. Oh, there yeah. you go. That's better. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, did you see enough of it to say, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go watch that whole movie again"? That, was, that looks awesome. Can't wait to see Russell. No, Crowe. no. Okay, I did not. No. <laughs> All right. No. Fair uh, enough. I mean, it, it seemed. I don't know. It's it seemed like falling down, but uh, yeah. but with fat Russell Crowe. I do like the <laughs> idea of saying fat Russell Crowe, though. That is a very fun thing to say over and over and over. It again. is. It rolls off the tongue. All right. So you get home and and you hear about what's going on. Uh, we're not quite a week away from uh, when this all went down, which is, I guess, last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. What do we know about the the stuff that's happening in terms of like the reaction is all, you know, if, if anyone's been paying attention, a lot has happened since last week. We're not to get into all of it, but people banned from Twitter, entire social platforms uh, that yeah. sort of catered it to extreme views uh, removed uh, completely. Uh, lots of lots of free market action going on where. Everybody from Marriott down to uh, people's lawyers uh, over to, you know, overseas banks and uh, the PGA tour and everybody just canceling, stopping, no more donations. Bill Bilicek not going to accept a a Presidential Medal of Freedom award. Uh, Just just everything and all things seem to be happening and a 20 point drop in, in, in Trump's points. But it is hard to tell what is actually happening. Like, and maybe you don't maybe you don't know, but like at the. At the legislative level, you hear a lot about, oh, we're going to draw up these articles of impeachment. Even one more day in office is too much, blah, blah, blah. But what is actually happening? Like, are they doing that? Is something happening? <laughs> like, what's happening in Washington? Forget about all I've been soaked in all week is opinions up to my earlobes. Mm-hmm. And I can't seem to to see anything like I'm looking for that thread of like what's actually happening. And I don't know. Um, I, I guess what isn't happening? I mean, there's certainly a lot of talk. Um, there is a, uh, we are going to get articles of impeachment and Donald Trump will likely become the first president to ever be impeached twice. Yeah. Uh, we will, it's unlikely we will see him removed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it is unlikely that we will see the 25th Amendment invoked. And there is conversation. I mean, I think there is more realistic conversation about the 25th Amendment now than there ever has been in in the existence of that amendment, which was put in in 1967 uh, in the wake of Kennedy uh, being killed mm. uh, as as a way to to kind of. uh Basically, with, with the idea being, okay, well, if Kennedy was shot and he was a a in a, in a vegetative state, uh, would LBJ have immediately become 
the president, right? And right. so, so mm-hmm. the 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 twenty fifth amendment was put in there for that. There is a active legal question of exactly, and I think you know it now because we are talking about it now more seriously than we ever have. A legal question of exactly how fast this could go, right? Um, and whether or not legally acting secretaries can be a part of that majority uh whether or not there would be how fast a legal challenge from the president saying that they couldn't would be resolved and whether or not all of that would would happen before trump actually is scheduled to leave office in uh on january 20th Mm -hmm. the other side of course is impeachment and removal i think because 25th amendment is not going to happen we will almost certainly get impeachment the removal part i think is unlikely because nobody wants to swing that axe you know if yeah. if nancy pelosi really wanted to swing that axe then she would just move ahead with impeachment now instead of waiting the other side of that is the uh you know, the, the Senate Republicans who don't want to do this, who don't want to impeach and remove uh, uh, somebody, a president for their own party, even though he has become odious to many of them more so than than they had before, basically saying, hey, look, we can impeach and remove Trump or we could go through the motions to remove him. But this will cut into Biden's first 100 days. Yeah. Uh, and so if you, if Biden wants to use his first 100 days to continue the Trump show, then he can. Biden has offered a, a solution to go every other day. So I guess like odd days they'll, they'll impeach Trump and even days they'll, they'll carry forward his agenda. Um, but I, I think that it's probably unlikely what we're going to see is, is a portion of the country very upset that he is not removed, he will filter out of government, and Biden will get a clean first 100 days. Well, I would argue there's no way anyone gets a clean 100 days uh, as as Trump leaves. Like, there's just depends on what you define as a clean 100 days. If the clean 100 days is no, I, I mean, I mean, I mean that legislatively. Okay, the, the so legislatively, that, that, okay, yeah, that, that I mean makes that, sense. that's that's what they care about. They right. they care about that. On the legislative docket, right? Because the Democrats now run the Senate, they will be able to say, "Now we're going to move forward with two thousand dollar checks. Now we're going to move forward with the domestic terrorism thing. Now we're going to move forward with this, that, and the other." So, right, uh, that's that's what they care about, and that is within their control. Okay, that makes sense to me. Um, by the way, I don't know if anyone knows this. Uh, for for a long time, I thought the Twenty Fifth Amendment was the most recent amendment to the Constitution. <clears throat> and I don't know why I thought that, but that was just in my head. There was also mm-hmm. the Twenty Sixth Amendment on uh, of March of nineteen seventy one, uh, which was a uh, one that would deny the right of citizens eighteen years of age or older to vote on account of age. So you couldn't deny somebody over eighteen. No, what was it? I don't know. Whatever it was. I don't understand the 26th, but the 27th was the most recent, which was 92. That wasn't that long ago. Mm, no. And, and that it's was just more a law that I would have expected. Yeah. Th- that law was states or that amendment was all about Pearl Jam was only going to be good for about three albums. And then the rest of it was <laughs> weird. 
No, just kidding. It's really uh, the twenty seventh is it delays laws. Eat it versus. <laughs> it says delays laws affecting congressional salary from taking effect until after the next election of representatives. So a really boring one there at the at the tail end, but. Were they like passing that like during the Gulf War, like while 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 Schwarzkopf was getting all the headlines, they were passing an amendment. Let's see. It was. Uh, uh, oh, that's crazy. Hold on a second. What is this category? Time span. Oh. Okay. Proposed. That's crazy. Hold on a second. That amendment was proposed in September twenty fifth of seventeen eighty nine. 202 years later, 223 days, they made it law in 1982 as an actual amendment, or 92 as an amendment. That's nuts. The rest of these are like, uh, two years uh, took them 309 days. This one took 100 days. Uh, The 25th, for example, took uh, a year and 219 days. This took 200 years, 202 years. That's bananas. I love that. All right. Well, I learned something today. I hope you all did as well. Um, all right. So let's say they don't, uh, I, I, you know, as much as I, I think there's a million reasons why the 25th could be and should be. And if there was ever a time to use it, now would be the time. I also think that whatever Pelosi does or whatever the, the uh, Congress does, they can do it quick. If they can get uh, what, what, would her, what was her name? Mary Nancy Carter or whatever the hell the name of the new Supreme Court justice lady is. I forgot her name. Amy Coney Barrett. That's the one. Three names. If they got her in in eight days, they could do this in 10. Like, they can do this. Well, it's, whether they have the they political the votes, they have the votes, right? Right, right? So it's like, whenever we're talking, like, let's be realistic. If there's one thing that we need to do right now in an era where, where we can all agree that hyperbole and hysteria has led us into dark, awful places, then let's, like, just try to understand the rules of the game. Right. The rules of the game here is... A, I think that we were sold the idea. The 25th Amendment became this catch-all idea that I don't know if it realistically is. And it certainly has never been tried. Mm. This is the closest that I think we've seriously talked about it. And I don't think that we need to, that we we should think about it like it's Michael Scott declaring bankruptcy in the office, right? right? You can't just say Harry Potter magic words and then a thing happens. <laughs> there is a process for which it takes time. Now, would that time have would there have been more time afforded earlier in the presidency? Absolutely. If 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 people wanted to use the 25th Amendment then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's just understand that not everything is as we want it to be. Right. Things can move fast in the Senate and the House if you have the votes. So the question then becomes, if you don't have the votes, why don't you have the votes and can you get the votes? And and that that is, I think, the conversation that should be had, not just us looking up to the side, the sky and screaming that this should be going faster. Because right. sure, it, right. it, it should. But if you want to put pressure on the people that would move this forward, then put pressure on uh, uh, on the fence Republican senators to say that they will remove Donald Trump. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess, yeah. I mean, that is, that is the process. Like, that's what we're stuck with. Whether or not a billion people on various social media platforms think they have the perfect idea on how to solve this, uh, I'm having to come to grips with this or that. or dickheads on who guest on Tuesdays on the, the morning stream podcast. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, again, yeah. I, I'm I, I, I this is this is just my my opinion as somebody who watches this probably more than most. But uh, uh, please just just try. God damn, do we just need realistic thinking? 
right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, more more than anything, we need realistic thinking because it's the only way that I think we can connect with each other on anything that's real. Mm-hmm. Other than that, if we build these castles for ourselves that where every element of our worldview is reinforced and all biases are confirmed, then I don't think that we can look outside of our gates and see a neighbor. I think we always see an enemy. I agree I with that. that. Every every cloud becomes a monster and we're and we get more and more inside of our own uh, uh, worldview. And guess what? People who got really, really inside their own worldview, either for the lulls or by way of domestic terrorism or a coup. I'm not here to suss out their motivations. I'm here to define the actions that there were rioters and looters that were disrupting the people's business in the Capitol. And I don't think it came because they were connected with the world. I think that it was the exact opposite. So I don't think retreating is, is, is what we want if what we want is the opposite of what happened. Yeah, I agree with you on all of that. And uh, but I would add that if for realistic thinking to to start to happen, part of that realistic thinking can be seeking uh uh what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, repercussions for what happened. In other words, I I don't know that we can just all move on and start thinking more logically if we don't also have some justice here. Like there needs to be it can't just be oh now you've been sucker punched but don't worry for it's t- now's the time for healing now's the time for no now's the time for accountability and for those accountable to be held to account why can't that happen as part of that thinking is my take can't we have both I, I'm I, I'm not saying you can't right I'm saying how do you want to do it I guess let investigative bodies do their thing and so just. So let the process take. Let over. the process happen. The, yeah, I mean, what else can I can't do? Anything else? Then I'm telling sure. you what the process is going to do. Nothing. <laughs> it has to do something. Well, I, okay, no, but then then you don't want the process to take over. Here's what I uh, just dumped tea everywhere. What I'm I'm not saying I'm that's, I'm, I'm I'm not making myself very clear. I guess what I'm I saying. I mean, again, is, I know I know people get frustrated with me, and I know that I know that that this is something where where you know I get even from people that I would consider friends. You know, just just uh, you know slammed as everything, including a racist. But like, uh, I I'm I'm all I'm trying to do is explain to you what is what by my by my view I think is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. That's that's it. And you can you can be mad at me. For for saying that I don't think he I think he's going to be impeached, but I don't think he's going to be removed. You can be mad at me for saying that I don't think that the Twenty Fifth Amendment is going to be invoked, uh, uh, or that it might not be everything that's been promised to us by way of our media. But I I I, I don't think that that necessarily brings us any closer to the goals that you want. Right, when and I say- guess that's the only thing that I I. I and and I, I could be a, a a a a cold, awful person for this, but I try to be objective oriented. And if the objective you want is to remove Donald Trump from office before his term ends on January twentieth, then the pressure you need to put on are the people. A Nancy Pelosi to drop this stupid thing where she's gonna try to run time off the clock by asking Pence to invoke the 25th Amendment, which is a total you do it, no, you do it, hot potato. Mm-hmm. She it, she needs to put forth the articles of impeachment yesterday, let alone today or tomorrow, 
because every hour that is ticking off this clock is is one in which uh, there it'll be easier for more hours to tick off. And then at that point, transmit the articles immediately, not after 100 days like Jim Clyburn wants, and put your pressure on the the people that are making noise that they would review articles of impeachment like Senator Toomey of Pennsylvania and say, will you vote to remove now in a way that you did not a year ago? Yeah, that's that's that, you know, like we, right. we, we can be mad that that the barking dog on the Internet wasn't jumping up and down and screaming that Donald Trump needs to be removed immediately or you can actually try to achieve your goals. Yeah. I don't actually, I don't disagree with any of that. I think that's all, that's all legit. Um, it is, you know, it is a, it is a new kind of practice for, uh, I think people to start to see the process for what it is, accept it for what it is and apply pressure where actual work can get done and not just flame out, you know, mm-hmm. and fall apart. Um, which is easy to get into that trap. So yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. I think we need to, I think all of that needs to happen and uh, accountability also sometimes can come uh, can come later in other ways. You know, I'm not I'm not convinced that that anyone's going to be fully satisfied by whatever happens in the next 10 days. But uh, yeah, spoiler alert, they won't. Yeah, they won't. Like this is we're not in a particularly unified moment in 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 the country. We don't particularly agree with uh, uh, consistent facts. Uh, we have a president for whom uh, uh, pushed a a a negotiate. What what we what we clearly saw was a negotiation window so far that he not only destroyed uh, a, an element of faith that people had in the government and his own political career, but also likely a generation of politicians from the party for which he calls his home, at least temporarily. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, and you know, it was pushing a negotiation window forward because he immediately caved mm-hmm. the next day. Mm-hmm. The next day, he knocked it off and was like, a uh, peaceful transition to power. <laughs> and it's like right. the, the day before, he was like, we can never concede. You can never concede when stuff like that happens. 24 hours later, he conceded. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, it is, it is, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh we're just a mess. We're an absolute mess. Yeah. And, and we and we want to find an easy person to blame. But guess what? There's there's not. Hmm. It's us. I mean, yeah. and this is this is another philosophical difference. I believe we live in a bottom up society. I believe that every it is it is our responsibility, everybody's responsibility to build the society that we want and that our leaders mimic that our leaders take advantage of the patterns that we start organically. And if we do not take those steps, then our leaders take advantage of cynical elements of our society. And we have seen a festival of that over the past, uh, uh, I mean, some would say more than, than, than four years, but particularly in the last four years. Yeah, I, I also believe that that's true. Um, and I hope what this all represents is a change in that ground up method where the ground changes so that the leadership is forced to change or they lose because there are people out there like Holly Cruz Gates, uh, just to name three, um, Colorado's own Lauren Boebert. Yeah. All those people. Oh yeah. I forgot about that one. 
Um, mm-hmm. they, they, I, I agree with you. These guys didn't come out of nowhere and go, we've got mm-hmm. this really caustic, shitty thing to do. They got there because people backed that and said, oh, he's talking like me. And uh, yeah, that's what I think. Because my grandpa well, said, I mean, do, do you do you know how many politicians try to get the Bart man started and can't? <laughs> they all try different things. They all go through different phases. They all like try to say like, no, now I'm the I'm the green technocrat that that does the wave. And I'm the the <laughs> the guy who loves uh, uh, restricting abortion but stands on his head like this is the job of a politician is to come up with different things that they hope resonate with the populace like so whenever we talk about the fact that we are led by our nose by our leaders it seems ridiculous to me when I watch all of these fat idiots flop trying to do things with thousands, hundreds of thousands if not millions of dollars at their back yeah like they have every advantage. They have media platforms and they do nothing. Mm-hmm. It is only the ones that resonate with what we want, either latently or explicitly, that get power. Not because they are are, are, are shedding us of it, because we are giving it to them willingly. Yeah. And so either we are going to put forth the, the kind of society that we want to live in or... We're going to continue to be cynical and and stab each other, and we will be rewarded with leaders that say, you want to know what? You're right to be cynical. Mm-hmm. You want to know what? You should stab more people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, I hate uh, the problem is, is how long it takes and everybody wants overnight solutions and there are none. So get on the long term, I guess. Uh, I don't know what else to tell people. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, that's us in the shadow of the hideous events of last week. Uh, moving forward, who knows what will happen by the 20th. Uh, it's a big day. Hitman 3 comes out. So get excited. <laughs> <laughs> Preload <Yeah>. now. <laughs> it's going to be good. Um, I made this prediction in chat, but I'm going to make it official here. Uh, Trump starts his own political party called the Patriot Party and runs... Oh, I think he'll call it the Trump party. party. I think he'll straight up call it the Trump party. Name it after himself. Oh yeah, dude. You know he would love that. He'll have a boner for a month for that. He'd love that. <laughs> I would bet against that. Mm. No, no. Um, you, you would bet against him starting a, a political starting faction in a new party. party. Yeah. Does he look like a guy who likes to do work? <laughs> <laughs> no, but he'll he'll make other people. Do, do you it know? For him. Do you know how much work? It takes to, to start a political party. Well, and by the way, the people that could do that, that would want to do that for him, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I don't know if they want to work with him now. Hmm. Well, like, they don't. I, I, I think the, the, I, the, the, the damage he did to himself is incalculable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, ex president. has a following. Oh, he has a following. But it's going it's to be Sarah. Do anything. <laughs> it's going to be Sarah Palin level following. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. Like that's where we're looking at it now. Like ex presidents get protected and refurbished mm-hmm. and recontextualized. Even Nixon. Nixon went out as bad as you could possibly go out, and by the time that he died, he was getting the glowing like. But also, he ended Vietnam, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you want to know who doesn't get that? failed revolutionaries <laughs> and that's where trump is closer to right now than ex-president mm-hmm. ex-presidents are protected you want to know why because presidents make a lot of decisions they make life and death decisions mm-hmm. they make the kind of decisions that if a citizen made them 
they would go to jail for life. Mm-hmm. So ex-presidents don't want to prosecute. So presidents don't want to prosecute ex-presidents because they're afraid that that knife will come for them next. And you want to know who really, really, really wants to protect ex-presidents? Everybody who's below the president, because those people get thrown over the side in the regular course of business. Can you imagine how often they would be thrown off if the president was really worried about something happening to them? How on the other side, though, there's the failed revolutionary. If you are somebody for whom power is afraid of being disrupted by, then you are put out to pasture very, very, very quickly. And beyond that, Republican voters more than Democratic voters, but I think Democratic voters as well, almost fetishize safety. And you can read all kind of dark elements into it. You can read all kind of family-friendly elements to that, that safety is the basis of a good, wholesome existence. Safety is the refuge for racism and bigotry and and all kinds of phobias, right? But they love safety. Guess what we saw the exact opposite of <laughs> right. on, 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 on Wednesday. Yeah, Guess what we saw? But yeah. when we're talking about the, the, the government being threatened, that is the operating system for which the application economy.exe runs. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, <laughs> the number one thing that we vote on as Americans is the application economy.exe. Mm. If there's a kernel panic to the operating system, <laughs> the application can't run. Like right, that's right. that's the core element for which was threatened. And that's why you're seeing these opinion polls. And that's why I believe that his influence is incalculably diminished from where it was on Tuesday. Tuesday night, he was just a political dingbat who took too many risks, effed around and found out that his party lost the Senate. By Wednesday night, he's somebody that I think does face legal culpability uh, uh, and possible legal exposure for up to jail time, but also will never have the same opportunity in terms of a political advantage like he would have if he just would have did what he did on Thursday and said, you want to know what? It's been fun, but the fun is done. I'll be like OJ <laughs> on the golf course. I'll, I'll find the real uh, vote manipulators right, right. and uh, 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 we'll see y'all in, in 2024. He would have been a towering yeah. political force, and I don't think that that is the same right now. So, you, so okay, so I agree with all that. I think That's that the, the, the huge diminishment of, of of power and all that, but he's still got this window, and that's I think why everybody's a little freaked out. He's got ten days. A lot of damage and hurt can happen in ten days, and I don't mean that he's going to have political power to do damage and hurt. What I mean is he's got people who are willing to put bombs in places and hide out with guns and do weird shit in the next 10 days. Uh, and thereafter, I suppose they're there no matter what. Those are the things I'm worried about. And getting him out early may not, may not be the, the answer to solving that either. It may make that worse, but I don't know. You got to do what you got to do. Like if I was Congress, I would just push for this because that's their damn job. Like do the thing that is right in front of you and get it done and don't back down from it. But then what else can you do? Like if some nut job's going to show up with a sniper weapon on the twentieth, then he is, and hopefully we have the security in place to stop that guy. But 
Those are well, the things well, I'm I mean, worried yeah, about. In terms of the the the, the inauguration, DC's already going to be locked down, and that was happening. Or there was going to be no crowd, more specifically, mm. for the inauguration because of COVID, and that right. was the decision that was made weeks and weeks and weeks ago before all this. Right. Mm-hmm. DC will now be locked down by the order of Mayor Muriel Bowser, uh, and that they are urging people to not come to the Capitol. Uh, this will be locked down. There is already going to be no parade. Uh, the FBI announced that they have credible evidence that they're in all 50 states. The, the state houses might be under attack. That to me feels a little bit like a CYA move by them uh, because we have heard precious little from the FBI about what they knew and what they didn't know about the thing that happened on Wednesday. And so it seems to me that they are doing their 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 cover your bases. Yes, all everywhere is under attack on 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 January twentieth. Yeah. Uh, uh, we will we will see what happens in terms of Trump. You know, look, I I I don't know how much people how how much interest I personally have. I know I have very little personal interest in dissecting the motivations of Donald Trump's most hardcore fans. Uh, I will say here uh, for those that that love to roast me that i i certainly can can say i will take a massive l in that i did not see what happened on wednesday happening mm. like so so you can uh, uh uh please gleefully rejoice in in saying that that i was too much of a pollyanna <laughs> to believe that 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 was possible mm. um that being said the uh, many of the places where Trump fandom ran its most uh, virulent uh, were not pleased with the idea that Trump's, you know, in their view, sold out the people that that were his most hardcore fans uh, by by saying that it was a heinous act to run up into the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I don't I don't know the state of the Trump uh, cult. Right. I, I don't know. I I I. They, there seems to me by my observation to be a world in which he might've finally sold the bill of goods to everybody in the circle. And now everybody realizes that he's only, you know, your alliance to him is only as good as the next alliance, right? Like he was, he was aligned with people that wanted to come out and, and be hardcore for him right up until he had legal exposure for a riot in the Capitol. <laughs> and, yeah. and then everything was heinous actions. I just know that there are like two or three people that heard him say, I will not be attending the inauguration who didn't hear a petulant president who's about to be out of power and who's still mad and would never concede. What they heard is a guy say, I won't be there. So have your way at things like that's what I worry about are those people. Those people take that as some weird ass signal from their Lord and savior. I mean, but that at at the same time, number one, I don't think that that can be discounted, but we're playing a little fan fiction in our head, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, that, that's the problem. We're we're, 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 we're creating. It's the definition of terrorism, right? It's the definition of terrorism. That's why that was a terrorist act in my mind last Wednesday. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying what you said right there. Right. 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 The idea that like, oh, okay. So Donald Trump said, I'm not going to, be at the inauguration. By the way, Biden said he was very happy about that. So yeah. we have no idea whether or not that's a mutual decision. Um, but the the fact that he said that and your thought was, oh, that's a dog that that that's that's a signal for somebody to blow up the inauguration is 
uh, I, I don't think that that's no, you're right. Other than that a is sign of where we're at right that now. Is, we're you're gonna, right. We're all going to invent in our head. You're right. What our enemies are doing. You're totally right. And that's my point about that being a terrorist act. What do terrorists? What is what is the point of terrorism to terrify people right now? I'm terrified. Somebody's going to take that as a signal and blow shit up on that day. So, so I guess well done, terrorists. You did your you did it, and we shouldn't negotiate with you because that's what we always say. So let's not negotiate with terrorists. Let's get it done in the freaking house, and let's uh, get through this as fast as we can, and put that cow out to pasture, and let him eat and drink diet coke till he dies, and be done with that that a hole. That's what I would like. <laughs> There we go. There's my exit ramp. All right. Hey, we did it. Uh, next week will be uh, how close are we to the we're 10 days away. So we'll still have another one of these before all that goes down. And mm-hmm. it'll be before the inauguration, which means, yeah. of course, 75 things will happen uh, between now and <laughs> right. then. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. A lot can happen. That's the weird thing is when yeah. we last talked to you, it was like, yeah, I don't know how this is uh, this uh, uh, this this runoff's going to go. We'll know tomorrow. And uh, OK, we'll see. you. Have a safe trip. Like. That feels like a thousand years ago uh, because of all the events that have happened. I, 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 dude, I've been floating through a, uh, a, a, a time warp, you know, since since I left. Like I, I, I had New Year's Day, and then I was gone, and now I'm dropped back into the middle of uh, January with the world on fire. Yeah, that was that was a hell of a thing. Um, but anyway, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you're COVID free and uh, look forward yes. to more uh, stuff from you. Anything you want to point people to this week? No. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Nothing at all. <laughs> all right, man. We'll see you later. There Thanks he goes. Uh, all right. Well, we'll sure see. When I retire. We'll see. You. Oh, shit. <laughs> Gosh, dang it. Why do I forget? The jury will now retire. Why do I forget that? Because every time? it's way funnier if you don't remember than if you do. <sighs> well, it's legitimately me not remembering. So I, I know. People I know. Get a, this is not a bit. You're literally enjoyment. not remembering. Hey, we got an email for you, uh, Brian, although he spelled your name B-R-Y-A-N. That's fine. That's uh, fine. It, you know, it, it, you're okay you can't with get it. the spelling from just hearing it. So that makes sense. Yeah. If you're okay with it, then I'm okay with it. Right. Uh, right. Nick Coffer. I'll, I'll let it go this time. He wrote it and says, hello, people of 2021. Wanted to write in and say hello. Also wanted to thank you for all your content. This has got me looking into new games and hobbies. Uh, I briefly talked to you all on. Oh, you know what this is? No, this is still for us. For a minute, mm-hmm. I thought maybe he meant Dunaway. I briefly talked to you all on Playdate about how I started painting minis. I regret to inform you that that hobby has now expanded into making terrain as well. Um, I'm loving it so much, and I'm really glad Brian, or Byron, is what he wrote there. <laughs> I wrote Byron. That's a spelling that's definitely not right. That's definitely yeah. not right. Uh, brought it up. I'm also working to get some new pe- or some people together to run my first D&D adventure and first time to DM using pieces I've made for my new hobby. Anyways, thanks uh, y'all so much again, and I will be sending Brian my bill that he has created. <laughs> send it to B-R-Y-A-N. Yes. Yeah, send it to Byron. Byron Ibot. Byron Ibot. P.O. Box. That's cool. And I still haven't, I need to uh, photograph my, uh, the Iron Man and Spider-Man. I finished Spider-Man too. So I've got Spider-Man and Iron Man. There was so much stress because Spider-Man is my favorite character. Yeah. Uh, you felt like a special, was, uh, I don't know, you had to do it right. That's what you I like. had to do it right. It's like, that was the most stressful mini I've ever painted because I just didn't feel like I could F it up. <laughs> did you, did you, uh, did you use that new Chrome paint or whatever it was a silver paint for your Iron Man the stuff or non-metallic metallic or metallic non-metallic paints? Yeah. Um, no, uh, for Iron Man, I did a full layer of silver and then I used a semi-transparent cherry red model car 
paint, yeah. which is like what you use to kind of get that that really cool cherry red vet kind of look to it, where it's uh, got a different level. It like came that. out great. Like that's one that uh, um, I'm super super proud of. Well, I'm uh, excited to see them. Maybe on camera yeah, will, soon. Brian will have them on camera. We'll show them off. I will. I will put bring them to have them on camera. Although, really, a just good photography would probably make them look better than me holding them up to a little brio kind of thing. Yeah, that's all good. Uh, all right. Hey, big thanks for that email. Send your emails to the morning stream at gmail.com. That's the morning stream at gmail.com. You can also find us on uh, frogpants.com slash TMS. And if you're in the mood to help us out, we're over at Patreon at patreon.com slash TMS. Many great rewards can be found therein. Today I submit new artwork for the printer to get ready to send to some of you at certain levels. And there's more like that over there. So go check it out. That's patreon.com slash TMS. If you sign up today, you'll get bonus content today from the show. Like on that RSS feed, we put pre and post show stuff that you don't get any other way. So do that. Be there. Patreon.com slash TMS. All right, Brian, we should go. We went a little long today. That's okay. Uh, we're going to Tuesday. It's jury day. It's jury day. <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah. Jury, yeah. Uh, jury duty always takes a while, literally. And in our show, <laughs> uh, but we'll play a song, get out of here and be back tomorrow with more great content. So come back and join us then. Brian, what do we have at the end? of? We show? have a request from Luke uh, goes by a whatnot in chat says, hello, Swiss and Bergenost for the umpteenth time. I'm requesting a queen cover song for my birthday. I'm turning the big four. Oh, this year. Oh, joy. Sarcasm. Whoa. Uh, maybe I can get a, se- a certain tender crisp sandwich oh. i leave it up to the cover master you can hunt that down while i do this yeah leave it up to the cover master to choose the favorite cover of a queen song a big thank you both for all you do for us and for the tadpool the greatest community in the world oh. here here very nice. uh, thanks for the show though luke a whatnot in chat here it is the tender crisp bacon cheddar ranch there you go bud feels like we haven't heard that one in a while so i'm yeah, glad man. he requested that yeah. uh he wanted to hear my favorite cover of a queen song that's tough to do because um, I've played most of them on the show before, and I always like trying to pull out something new that uh, that you guys haven't heard before. And I'm sure pull out something new will end up in a mashup somewhere. Um, but this is one of my favorite Queen songs, getting covered uh, by Rob Tenico for the Horse Feathers and Animal Crackers. So it may not be my favorite Coverville. I'm sorry, it may not be my favorite cover. I just saw a whatnot in chat saying thanks, Coverville and Frog Dance. <laughs> Happy birthday, man! Happy fortieth. May not be my favorite cover of a Queen song, but it's one of my favorite Queen songs getting covered, and that's that's got to do it right there. Uh, Sail Away, Sweet Sister, again recorded for the Horse Feathers and Animal Crackers tribute from 2010. Here is Rob Tanico. See you guys tomorrow.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Hey, this rocks. Hey. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.